great to have you with us today on Dig a Little Deeper. Yeah, that's right. And today we have one of our great friends of the house, been coming for 11 years. Not many not many churches probably have a, the same guest speaker every year for 11 years, but boy, we are happy we have done. Yeah, you, you are in for a treat today. We, we called this podcast Dig a Little Deeper because we didn't know if we could prom- we didn't want to overpromise and underdeliver. <laughs> a bit shallow. <laughs> but today we have got we've got the excavator out, we've got the heavy earth we moving have got equipment. The dynamite on site. For this the next few episodes, this is dig a lot deeper. Um, <laughs> and so hey, make sure you stay tuned. There's gonna be more content coming in the um, upcoming weeks and months. Uh, so make sure you you know, obviously subscribe wherever you're listening to, share it to people you think it's gonna be helpful, and strap yourself in. And of course, our guest is Pastor Shane Willard. Pastor Shane Willard. Hey guys, uh, <laughs> that, was, that was that was that was quite the introduction. I got to say. Yeah. I, I, I hope I can. I hope I don't overpromise and underdeliver. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, no, we'll, we'll, we'll see unique, how we go. A unique compliment. You're an excavator. I don't know if you've ever been called that never before. Once. Yeah, the, never, never, you know, never once. Claim that. That's what? better than the jackhammer. <laughs> Well, you normally do around 11 meetings for us when you're here in yeah. a, a four-day period. Yeah. And I thought this year we were letting you off a bit because there was a few fewer rearrangements. But actually, uh, I think this would be about number nine that we're sitting to, down to now. Yes, yes. And you've still got tonight. And yes. uh, yeah. And I haven't repeated myself yet. No. Which is a whole other thing. <laughs> well, mate, we appreciate what you bring. You've certainly helped our journey and you've helped so many people Good. and uh and i would think that a number of our listeners they will be familiar with you because your name has been mentioned more than once but not in vain right okay so which which actually leads us as a oh, bit of a segue what, what a, a segue, se- what a segue. <laughs> yes. segue into our, first, the year. our first topic and uh and that is you've been of the prayer that jesus gave us to pray and where he said our father who art in heaven hallowed be your name and my i guess my understanding had always been that that was simply a term of reverence Mm -hmm. like when i begin to pray jesus is teaching me to come into god's presence with praise with thanksgiving with honoring who god is and i'm sure all of that is it's definitely worthy um but boy you've been really sort of digging deeper for us into that and we would love to hear a little bit about what you know you see as the deeper understanding around hallowing the name. Sure. Well, there's definitely something else going on there. So, and, and two things can be true at the same time. It's not like this is some dumb dichotomy, like what's not reverence God. It's actually this. I think, I think coming in and keeping God in his rightful place is a helpful thing for anybody. Mm. And we, nobody certainly um, would say that that's not a, that's not a good thing. Uh, But, but that's, that would not have been the point Jesus was making he made that point in other places, um, but in in that place, he's that he's teaching he's teaching his followers how he relates to God. So the idea of Christianity at its most basic is how Jesus saw the world, and he talks a lot about that. But in this case, it's how Jesus relates to God, and then of course how Jesus applies Scripture, which could be another talk for another day. But it, it's in in our world, it's called the Lord's Prayer, and it's him giving people a an insight, a, a quick snapshot view of when I think about how I relate to my father, here's here's how I go about that. And, um, and, and he starts off in true rabbinical form telling people what not to do, which is quite confronting. He says, don't make it about a lot of words mm-hmm. and don't make it about your needs, which mm-hmm. if we just stopped right there and mm-hmm. said, wait a minute, hang mm-hmm. on. Uh, so, so when Jesus taught us to pray, 
he told us not to make it about words and not to make it about needs, which was so confronting to me because if I thought, well, if I took the words out of my prayers and I took the needs out of my prayers, I didn't have much left, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, but, but it's this, it, it, and it's not this like formulaic challenge, like stop saying what you want. It's more, how do you see God? Like, do you think God is surprised? Like, like what if you... What if you started, if, if your end goal was God knows your needs and is acting on your behalf, what if you just started with the idea he was already at work? So if we just started there. Mm. And then he, then he says the famous line, my father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And so for people who are listening, who've never heard me teach on this, um, the word heaven there is a, a horrible translation. Uh, uh, the, the word in Greek is actually uranos, it's plural. So if you're going to say heaven, you got to say heavens. But the most basic way that word is translated in all Hellenistic literature is air. So he says, mm. he says, oh, my father, who's as close to me as the air that I breathe, mm. hallowed be your name. And it's interesting how those things connect. Um, the earliest metaphor in Jesus's world around what was the name of God, because the name of God, they they took it so seriously about not putting any image on God, whether fish or fowl or mm -hmm. human, and there's this whole list. Like never, ever, 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 ever make an image that you think encapsulates God, because invariably that'll be idolatry. It'll and it'll limit. It, it yeah. limits it mm. to your concept. So so, so they they even made, God reveals his name as something unsayable, um, yud heh vav heh, which in Hebrew has no, like, you can't say it. It's like it's like saying, my name is, it just doesn't even, it, it doesn't even, they don't go together. So to even be able to say the name, what they did is they took the vowels from the word Adonai and they put it between it and that says Yahovah. Mm -hmm. but, but the earliest way was we can't say that name. So what is it? And the rabbi said, well, listen, Yud, hey, Bob, hey. So the earliest, the earliest metaphor around this name was breath. Mm. So, so and it caught on it's like okay what is the name of god it's the air you breathe what what it, so it's the it's the gift of breath today mm. and and so writers picked up on that and they and so you start thinking of scriptures like um it, it's 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 the name of god that sustains life yeah yeah well a baby's born has to breathe and yeah, has to say right. god's name yeah. we even use it in metaphor well, not even metaphor it's literal um when someone dies they took their last breath mm. metaphorically they said the name of god their last time so wow. as long so as long as we as long as we're saying the name we're living as soon as we quit saying the name we die and the, the the word for that is inspiration so to inspire something is to just put breath in it yeah um that literally inspires breath inspires to put breath into something expires to remove breath from something so the the first thing in scripture that um god breathed on was dirt and out of dirt came us we're <laughs> we're we're what happens when a piece of dirt recognizes God's breath and uses it. That's what happens. Wow. Is yeah. That in the most basic sense, that's us. We're inspired dirt. Um, we are, which makes us holy dirt because mm. anything God trusts with his breath is set apart as holy. So mm. the etymology of the word holy is you've been set apart by being trusted with God's breath. And so the, the, the early parts that you see that is, is, hang on, God trusts people with his breath. They're now inspired dirt, which makes them holy dirt, which ironically makes them holy, holy ground. Holy ground. Right, yeah, right, wow. right, yeah. right. Like, so, I just, just, I'm just hoping people are joined, like 
dots just join all over my brain sure when you start talking like that and i and i hope that's the same for you listening right now like get a hold of this mm. you know you're inspired dirt you're inspired your holy ground i mean yes. wow we get so limited in the way that we perceive what scripture's trying to tell us right particularly when we're a little bit too ultra um uh Wait, are we uh, saying literal are we saying that holy ground isn't the church for you is that, I, I think that we could be yes. saying is that, that what we might be saying? It might not be a building. It's okay, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. Or, or, or in their world, a tabernacle, or in their world, a temple. It was always in people to limit the holy to one special place. Mm. They called that anointing, which we can get into that later. Mm. But the but the idea is is that is that wait a minute, and and, and some people some people limit holy to the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the Bible's inspired, so it's the holy Bible. Sure, Amen. Absolutely. And some traditions in Christianity who are fully devoted followers of Christ and they're authentic and meaningful, but they deny the presence of miracles or or spiritual language or they're mm-hmm. called cessationists. And the idea is, is why would you need God to move in any other more profound way than this holy Bible? Yeah. Right? This is the holy. But Paul... When he was writing, he had no thought the Bible could be mass-produced. There was no printing press. Only 3% of people could read anyway. And so he makes this statement. He says, let your life be the epistle for all to read. Mm, mm. I'm writing an epistle, but actually most people can't benefit from this in my world. The, The actual real benefit comes from each individual person recognizing the holy, divine, inspired opportunity to use god's breath today and Mm. they had a word for that holy Mm. um holy was not a list of things you don't do although i affirm not doing things that destroy you um holy was a posture of the heart to the yes response to fulfill the infinite possibilities and potentials the 24-hour gift of god's breath gave you today Mm. essentially the word holy was god gave you 24-hour gift of his breath what are you going to do with that Gee, that is so much more compelling than don't smoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop drinking. Stop drinking. Stop swearing. Did Stop you dancing. go see that movie? Were you okay? Are you affirming every bit of content in that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're holy people. We don't do that. Like, how boring. Yeah, yeah. Like seriously, that is just how we even survived an entire period of time where that was the dominant conversation mm. I'll, I'll never know. Mm. But, th- but this is so much more dynamic and compelling. It was essentially not a list of things you don't do. It was a list of things you engage in. Yeah. It was the, and so they had a phrase. Uh, how, how do you make something stay alive? Well, you make compelling phrases around it and mm-hmm. you tell stories around it. Some of those stories are literal, some of those stories are fiction, but the mixture of the literal and the fiction and the symbolic and the, and, and, and the meaning and, and the eventual nature of things, what, what, what ends up happening is stories have life and then they, those, those things come alive and stay alive. Mm, mm. And so the phrase they came up with this was, hallowed be your name. Mm. It's a common, for Jesus is saying a very common phrase in their world. Um, to hallow the name was an ancient way of saying, I commit my life today to fulfilling the full potential that this gift of breath gave me today. Yeah. So it's like saying yes to the opportunities. And, yes. And, and I guess that's where faith comes in, like is just moving with where you believe God wants you to go, mm, yeah. doing what God wants you to do, going through the doors you believe God's opening mm. rather than a stagnant, which is so sad, like so much of Christianity is, has sat for decades at times with the just don't touch, don't 
you know, like yes. everything's about don't, everything's about the boundaries mm. uh, without actually looking for what should we be doing. And, mm. of course, that's hampered mission. Oh. You know, like people, ha- like the old funny thing that we ridicule now, but hanging out at the Rapture bus stop, yep. waiting for something to happen, waiting for a future event yeah. rather than experiencing eternal life now. Right. Um, so sad and that is so much more compelling what yeah. Jesus is saying. Infinitely compelling. Like the truth of it is, is three mates in a room having a meaningful conversation is 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 so it's so good. It, it, it at the same time, if if our conversation led people to less life, less movement, less energy, less joy, then even if we were right, if it led to those kind of things, it's like it's it's kind of like what you believe is far less important than how you believe what you believe. Like if if you believe something frankly strange, well if I said, what does that do for you? And you go, I am so compelled to live in compassion and generosity. Mm. Well, the what can be shifted with conversation, but that how mm. is infinitely more important. Mm. Like my, my, my good friend, uh, Mark Varghese, he, he wrote a book called Ready, Fire, Aim, which is yeah. basically <laughs> the Kingdom City story. And what was one of, the, one of the things that was so compelling about that, so that book? Just so people know, that's a that's a really a worldwide movement some yes. really large churches dotted around oh. the world with a, a i guess the home base is it KL or is it Lumpur? Perth? yeah it's it's, well, it's KL yeah it yeah, started yeah. in 2006 in Kuala Lumpur mm. um and it's just an amazing story but but how how that story if i could summarize he summarizes it ready fire aim which is brilliant mm. but if i was if somebody says summarize their story theologically i would say that Kingdom City is a story of the infinite possibilities when a group of people hallow the name. Mm. When they they wake up every day, one, aware that that breath is a gift from God that shouldn't Mm -hmm. be taken for granted, Mm -hmm. and two, instead of paralyzing ourselves till we figure the whole thing out, we're willing to accept good-hearted mistakes along the way to give it our best go, yeah. to love our life, wow. to actually live with dynamism and mm. and movement and power. And 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 we define, heck, even the name of the church, Kingdom City, like mm. what a great, like, <laughs> like bringing the kingdom of God to your specific city. What yeah. else do mm. we exist for? But the starting point of bringing the kingdom to our city is, is individual people doing this every morning. Without taking it for granted. Mm, yeah. Because as all good statements have, it has an antonym. So hallowing the name, the synonyms would be uh, commitment to fulfilling the full possibilities and potentials of your life. It would be that. The, the antonym would be profaning the name, mm. which is obviously where you get the word profanity from. So, mm, mm. so profane, the synonyms in Hebrew are despise. Interesting, it's godless. God, the word godless mm-hmm. is, a, is a synonym for profanity. And, and the idea when you read it in scripture is never, they made so many mistakes, they were godless. It was often, they just didn't give their life to anything, they were godless. Mm. The, mm. The, the only person in the New Testament that I can think of described as godless is Esau. And if you look at Esau's story, how many mistakes did he make? Not many. Yeah. And his biggest one he's known for, and the one that's specifically named in Hebrews for why he's godless, is he sold his birthright for a single meal. Yeah. Well, that's on the scale of awful things that you could do. It's <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. low. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in their world, that was the worst. Right. Like Esau's the worst person you could possibly imagine to be because he lived his whole life wasting his breath. 
Mm-hmm. And the truth of it is, everybody listening to this, when you're 85, you'll look back on your life and it'll be one of two things. It was an intentional hallowing of the name where you made mistakes along the way, but your life was given it your best go. I wake yeah. up today committed to fulfilling the full infinite possibilities and potentials my life, the 24-hour mm-hmm. gift of God's breath brings to me, or it's it's profaning the name, which mm-hmm. might be doing bad things, but it might just be... I. I wasted my breath. Yeah, wow. Not doing anything. I, I, I treated something that was sacred as if it was common. That's literally the definition of profanity. Mm-hmm. So you think about words. People, when I say profanity, people normally think about swearing. Yeah. Well, profanity is not a language issue. It, it is in one sense that you can use your words to bless, uplift, uphold, edify, and then you use something with that kind of divine potential to tear someone down. That's profanity. Yeah. 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 Of yeah. course it is. Yeah. The, the earliest way to say it in Exodus was, don't take the name in vain. Yeah. And of course, people think, well, that means, you know, don't say, oh my God. <laughs> don't, t- <laughs> don't, don't text OMG. Don't do yeah. that. How boring. <laughs> Actually... Actually, in their world, there's nothing in that in Hebrew. There, it's nothing about language at all. Mm. It's nasa, which is don't care. Literally, don't carry the name in a way that disappoints the hope that rests upon it. Oh wow! Gee. So, so you have essentially. This is so compelling and so life giving. If we get it, um, God trusted you with His breath today, and that breath carries a hope for the world. And if you carry that name in a way that disappoints the hope that rests upon it, you're wasting your breath. What are you doing? Yeah, wow. And yeah. if you start thinking about the ways we waste our breath, like arguing. Mm-hmm. I'm 47. I've never shifted someone who started with their conclusion. Mm-hmm. Think about the boring things Christians get into. Hey, did you see that debate on YouTube? Is this Christian and this atheist? I think the Christian won. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and here's how you know that's wasting breath. One, Paul tells us to do all things without disputing. Mm. See, a fully devoted follower of Christ is going to purposely engage in a dispute. Right. To, to do what? Right? So let's say, let's say a Christian is debating a humanist. Right? And the Christian's like, humanism's crap. Christianity's the only way. Here's the seven reasons why. Right? The humanist says, no, Christianity's crap. Based on myth, and here's the seven reasons why humanism is the best way to go. Well, let's pretend for a second that you'll never see this. But let's just pretend that they were both so compelling that they simultaneously converted each other. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Just play that yeah. out in your mind. Right? Yeah. The humanism's like the humanist is like, you know what? I never thought of it that way. I'm so, I'm a Christian now. But at the exact same moment, he's been so compelling. Unfortunately, the Christian then converts to humanism. What's changed? Nothing. At the level of what they both think, it's changed. But the level of how they're living, it's not. If the humanist becomes the same kind of Christian that he was a humanist, he's going to end up on a stage arguing boring stuff. And if the Christian ends up becoming the same kind of humanist that he was a Christian, he's going to end up on a stage arguing boring stuff. And in both cases, they're wasting their breath. Mm. It's profane. Yeah, yeah. Actually, there's a we waste our breath arguing. We waste our breath in idle sort of moments. Uh, we waste our, like, there's a, the, the most alive people on earth are the ones that when you look at their life, it's like, man, that person's using their breath in the most compelling way possible. Mm-hmm. It's Kyla Alexander in Hinyang, China, given her life to restoring dignity to mentally handicapped kids. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, um, 
it's a man I met in the ACC actually and from a place called Nulemboy. Never even heard of that place. It's a 33 hour drive to Darwin into the middle of nowhere. Mm. And he's given 27 years of his life bringing medicine and education and, and dignity to, to that community. Mm-hmm. No one's ever heard it. It's like, man, that guy's, that guy's using his breath. The people who inspire us the most are not the ones who make the least mistakes. They're the ones who use their breath. And the, and the phrase in Hebrew is, hallowed be your name. So if you bring it back to Jesus, he says, here's how I relate to God. My father who's in the air that I breathe. So Jesus starts with this acknowledgement of the gift of God's breath. Hallowed be your name. Mm-hmm. First line of the Lord's Prayer is, I wake up today intentionally dedicating my life to fulfill the full possibilities and potentials that this breath gives me today. Mm-hmm. And did anybody do that better than Jesus? Yeah. 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 I love how this intersects with um, the whole thought of not living from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Is it good? Is it bad? Oh, Such a yeah. sort of in- disingenuous question to ask rather than is this helpful yes. and is this wisdom? And because there's so many things in our world, I mean, we are entertained to the eyeballs or we have the opportunity to be distracted to the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned it as part of the application points at time, scrolling nine-second videos. Oh. And it's like, well, there, there might not be anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with watching a cat, Zero. you know, fall Doing a handstand. A, yeah, yeah, or <laughs> no, falling no. two stories and landing on its feet. I mean, that's right. yeah, cool. But is it honouring the breath that you've been given and, and the amount of time that people just waste oh. mindlessly on digital entertainment or other things Sure, that you, you might not even realise? It mm. might be, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, that, there's nothing good about it either, yeah, particularly. It's the wrong question. I mean, think about how bored we get. Like there, there was this fad not too long ago, people taking water bottles and oh. one flip making it stop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Have we become that basically entertained? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like how yet, and I don't think it's a mistake, simultaneously phenomenons where people are entertained by people flipping water bottles. We're having massive spikes of depression and anxiety. Well... Of course we are. Mm. Like a culture that celebrates wasting breath. You know, th- th- think about your great-great-grandfather. He had to work from sunup to sundown. There wasn't electricity. They, 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 they had to do that to survive. He probably wasn't depressed, even mm. though his life was infinitely harder. Mm-hmm. So, mm. so, so it's, not a, it's not a function of how hard life is. Sometimes, sometimes and sometimes I want to be clear about this, sometimes it's medical, and it is a medical problem that, that should be dealt with by a doctor and a mental health professional. But sometimes it's just a matter of wasting our breath. Mm. And, and the phrase in, in Jesus's world would be profaning the name. Mm. This um, is depression you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like it, you know, something inside of us knows I didn't fulfill my potential today. Mm. And the invitation of Christ is, is focus less on the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And focus more on is it wise, is it useful, and it is is it the best use of my breath today? What a dynamic invitation. And which really is, I guess, the metaphor is the tree of life, isn't it? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. That, yeah that's the much better question is, is it right or wrong? Is it, no, does it bring life or death? Does it bring light or dark? Does mm-hmm. it, if I continue down this path, does it lead to new creation or chaos? Does it lead to more order or disorder? Does it lead to more clarity or more confusion? Mm-hmm. These, these are much better, <laughs> yep. infinitely better questions. Just think about, just think about one topic like, like um, 
sex. Like some of the most uncompelling questions the churches ask about that topic, like, is it right or wrong? Is it acceptable? Can I still go to heaven if I do it? Mm. What? Yeah. Like, does your behavior honor the image bearer in the person or does it objectify them? Does, if you continue down that path on the same behavior, does it lead you to more disorder or more order, more new, more new creation or more chaos? Mm. Does it lead to confusion or clarity? Mm. Which one does it lead to life or death? Does it lead to life to other people or does it bring disrepair to other people? Like these are much more profound questions. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, and is it, and is it a way where you use your breath whether whether it's what you eat, what you drink, how you speak, um, what you share, um, is it bringing life and justice and compassion and um, what the what the Jewish people call the tikkun olam, the, the repairing of the world? Does it participate in God's good work in our world here now today, or is it profanity, which could be bad things, but it more often than not is just wasteful. It's just mm. nothing. Mm. What a message. I, all I can think of, and sorry, Levi, I'm not giving you much gas. No, no, that's great. But, you know, uh, what a message post-COVID. Mm. You mm. know, like we have been in a season which, understandably, you know, people have sort of circled the wagons. There's been a lot of fear. There's been a lot of stuff. And doesn't whatever opinion you've got, that's fine. Mm. But what we could all agree on is it's been a really difficult season. It's yep. been a season that has really shut society down. And mm. um, certainly for Australia, we, I think we're only really just emerging now yes, in a sense. Right. So what a message for the church mm. that, right, that's it. We're done wasting our breath. Mm. Right. The, the kingdom is now. You know, yes. If not now, when? when? Yeah. And uh, and let's just go for it. Let's rise up. And, and I guess for me, when I listen to you talk that way, Shane, and, and sort of bring that depth out of that hallowing the name, I mean, that that is inspirational. Mm. Yeah. That is a call to, to move and live and have our being and, and take on the mission of Christ and mm. take it on afresh. And I just hope everyone who's with us listening right now, I wish you are in the room to mm. just sort of sense the energy in yeah, that yeah. Um, because it's just like, and if we're being a bit quiet, it's because we're just sucking yeah, it all in. Yeah. And what a message. What a me- It's time to breathe, people. Mm. Yes. It's time to just take in a big breath and realize God gave it to you and, um, and to steward it yep. well. Yeah. Yes. I, like talking through all that, I was thinking as we we're talking about depression and stuff and like it just made me think a similar kind of line like around anxiety and, mm. you know, again, your grandfather's grandfather's grandfather, he's not worried about what he's doing tomorrow because he already knows. He's doing, he's farming the cows or whatever. He's working 16 and, hours. Yeah, but yeah. now we're presented with so many opportunities and that's where I guess that anxiety, oh, what am I going to do with my life? What's mm. going to happen tomorrow? But it's thinking of, you know, is it of Jesus where he's like, um, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. Like tomorrow's got enough worries. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll look after that kind of thing. And I think maybe that's part of that message as well. Like don't get so caught up on, mm. What, what well, you know? What about this and what if that? It's like no, let's just make the most of today and let right. tomorrow. Again, another very compelling way Jesus saw the world, which was, so the word anxiety we picture worry, but actually the word anxiety in Jesus's world was anytime you're failing to be fully present where you are. Wow. Yeah. So it was a failure to be here. So mm-hmm. again, how Jesus saw the world, how Jesus saw God, how Jesus applied Scripture. Jesus's invitation was can you trust God enough to be fully present here Mm. so that you're not missing what God has for you here at Mm. the expense of being in your head there? Wow. Mm. The word is merimnao, which is to be split apart. We might say to go to pieces. That's, Mm. that's, that's anxiety. Anxiety is any time 
you're here, but you're actually there. Mm. And Jesus invited us to use our breath in a better way than that. There's mm. something in my right now, in my present, that I'm meant to be using my breath to make this world a better place mm. for and to participate with the infinite possibilities God has for me to do that. They mm. had a, that's called the Takuno Law, the repairing of the world. And it's a um, it, it's it's a um, an amazingly profound invitation. And and mm. how life giving is that? Like I mean, we all would have experienced where you're like you're somewhere, but you're really not. Like right. you're in a conversation with someone, you're not actually there. making the most yeah. of that because you're thinking about yeah. what you're worried about or what you're anxious about. And, and yeah. I, it, it sort of explains a lot. Like the frag, it's like fragmented attention. Mm. You've got a fracture mm. where you half of you's in today and in the moment, or even a mm. quarter of you, and the rest of you scattered over what happened yesterday, what might happen tomorrow. What, you know, and the TikTok video that you're trying to look at while you're yeah. trying to work out all your problems, yeah. you can see it, it's sort of like, and I know that depression, you know, well, we're not here to sort of give great counsel on depression, but no. but you could actually say that to be disengaged is dangerous for depression. Mm. It is. Yeah. It, it potentially is going to take you towards that path mm. just to be disengaged from being yes. fully present, yeah. fully using your breath, Fully inspired. And I think I just I think sometimes the messaging around that kind of stuff too is you need to do less, you need to do less, stop doing so much. Yeah, and people wow. pulling about I'm doing less, I'm doing less. Where well, I don't I don't know, is that not and again, there's there's medical I'm like, you know, your doctor's there, there, saying there's, that. there's there's so there is what used to be thought of is hey, the way to handle this trauma you just went through is to take a break. Right. Sometimes it's not a cookie cutter thing. Sometimes that is necessary. But oftentimes the best way to get through a highly stressful moment is to engage the exact center of where you're graced to engage with everything you got. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and so I, I, this is not a mental health podcast, um, nor is mental health any of our particular expertise. And so it's not a one-size-fit-all thing. Sometimes people do need to take a break. Mm. But sometimes, yeah. I would say more often than not, like I, I, this was years and years ago, I, I, went, I went through something, and uh, gosh, man, a long time ago, and, and my buddy Mike Connell um, in Hastings, he just said, uh, he said, he said you, you good? I said, yeah, I'm good. I said, he goes, uh, he goes, let me guess, there's some people telling you you might want to just take a, you know, take a month off and, you know, whatever. And I said, yeah, that's some, some of that's going on. And, and, um, and he said, he said, that would be really dumb. He said, the healing for you is going to be found in full bore throttle to the ground, being right in the center of the grace on your life. Mm. The boredom will kill you. Wow. Mm. And I, and I just, we were sitting on his back porch. It was a 30 second conversation and, um, it was brilliant. Yeah. And so, and so to, to put our language on it from today, sometimes the answer it, more often than not, the answer is is to utilize your breath to its full potential, mm. not sit around idly yeah, wow. thinking about just just thinking about your problems. Mm. Look, yeah. I, can I affirm that too? My own experience, and mm. I, I've only just seen it this way, just listening to you right now, giving it some context. But you know, years ago, my first foray into ministry, drug rehab in Kings Cross. I burnt out in like 10 months because I, I didn't probably keep my personal disciplines, my Bible reading, my prayer. I was ministering on an empty tank mm. and came back to Toowoomba and I was wrecked. I was smashed. I was out for two years. Mm. 
But what I sort of just naturally did, I went back to my trade and I just made a decision. Like the first day I was there, I never thought I'd be back in the trade. I thought I'd be off Mm. preaching somewhere. And here I am, I find myself back in my hometown, broken. And I went back to my trade and I threw myself out. I just determined to be the best, fastest tradesman painter that there was. And I went for it. And I, and I ended up staying in my trade for like seven years. But after two years, I was good. And I dropped most church stuff. I just kept playing guitar because I enjoyed it. Mm. So I'd play for the worship team, but all preaching, any leadership, mm. gone. And I just went, and I was graced to paint. I enjoy, I still yeah. do to this day, I enjoy yeah. painting. And it was amazing. Just thinking about it, it's like maybe that was a big part of the healing. Just 100%. getting back to, rather because I, when your brain's idle, yeah. it goes everywhere. Your self-talk goes all over the place. And again, we're not trying to give advice, but gee, I think yeah. there is a solid truth in that for some people. Well, it the, could the, be a the bit simple way to say it is is find the thing you're gifted for that gives you joy and go for it. Yeah, mm. and and because um, some of I I didn't know part of that about your story, but some of that is it's just basic wiring. Um, when I was uh, when I was getting, I have a master's degree in clinical psychology, and um, part of getting that was doing a, a two thousand hour practicum. Now, what you had to do is, is you had to be supervised in for five hundred hours in not your specialty, so psychopathology, five hundred hours in addiction, which wasn't going to be my specialty, and then I had to have two thousand hours in marriage and sex, okay, and because that mm-hmm. was my specialty, because and the only reason I chose that was because I thought it made me a better pastor, mm. and. Um, so I'm doing my 500 hours in addictions in, uh, um, you know, re- drug rehab. Mm-hmm. And they, and it was a pass-fail, thank God, because they, they said to me, look, we're going to pass you because you're smart and you're skilled, but you have to promise us you'll never do this. You're the worst we've ever seen in the history of people coming through this program dealing with addiction issues. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. I said, I have no intention of doing this. They said, that's good because you would kill yourself. Yeah, right. And I said, do you mind telling me why? They said, yes, people who are no, people who honor mercy as their top value can't do this. They said, you just believe everything they say early on. So, you know, this one guy missed therapy four weeks in a row because his uncle died. And I, oh, I'm so, so like I'm just like, I'm just so sorry, man. And I, I was letting them borrow my car to run. I, it was just <laughs> like oh, man, these don't have to have a car. And um, and so they they passed me because I was. But they they told me they said if you tried to do this as a living, you would uh you would destroy your psychology, you would destroy mm. your soul. Mm. And um and and I didn't intend to, so it was good. So some of the burnout stuff that that was. It, it might have been a you lost your discipline, but it could have just been way outside of a grace zone for where well, I was. Cause, at. Yeah, because you're also mercy driven. Yeah, and, and, and I'd and, been a Christian all of two years when I yeah, went. Yeah, so you know, jump, jumping from Toowoomba to that, King's now that, Cross now was a bit said, of a jump. <laughs> that, that said, I have a I have a house that in Cape Town that that rehabilitates drug addicts. Mm. Um, but but I I pay I pay people to someone do else to do it. Someone yeah. else to talk yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because because for me, you got, like one time. One time I walked in and uh, the, the government gave us this like um, camp, for lack of a better term, for a dollar a year to use to uh, detox. And I, if you've never seen someone come off heroin detox, it's the most, it's the, it's the awfulest thing you've ever seen. And so 
So I walked in and this person is totally in detox. And, um, and everything in me was like, can we get him some heroin? Like, yeah. honestly, yeah. Like, <laughs> if you see a need and, yeah. you can need <laughs> and, and, and the person, the person running it said, look, we've all been, you have to go through that to be yeah. free. Yeah. And I'm thinking I'm gonna have to walk away right now. Um, cause I just couldn't handle it. And mm. so, yeah, and, and, but so, so, but to back to your original point, you're in burnout, you come out, you, you, you've given this, but, but what you did was, is you utilized your breath to a hundred percent of its potential mm. in mm. a field that gives you joy. Yeah. And yeah. I love that, man. That's a- and, and look, I just think it, it, you know, that's one of the benefits, isn't it? If you think about that, if giving yourself to something that gives you joy that you're obviously wired for, I was trained for, but, mm. But it gelled with me too. And as I said, to this day, I'm still painting cars just for fun. Um, but uh, if you give yourself to that, you could actually avoid. Like it's not about just coming back from getting into a dark place, but actually being fully alive yes. and utilising the breath every day might actually help you avoid ever hmm. getting to that point where you've got to focus on just the core, you know. Right. and. So that's one of the benefits, you know, that's just back to us. What, what's other stuff, Shane, where you say, right, this is how you come fully alive when you allow the breath? What's well, other illustrations? So, so, so I, think, I, I think, you know, utilizing your breath is asking some basic questions like what brings me joy? Mm-hmm. So, so for me, um, making life better for kids that are disadvantaged, that's just, I'm not saying it's better than other people's causes, but mm-hmm. that's the thing that, animates me mm-hmm. and so if that animates me i just I, I i spend time every day doing that i love writing content that i think would be meaningful and helpful to people's lives i think that comes off pretty obvious mm. but that means i spend two hours every day doing that and it's this thing that mm. that brings joy um i think anything any any every bit of perceived meaning in your life will be a function of your cause mm-hmm. not getting what you want so what doesn't use the breath right is focusing entirely on goals and objects and things that we're shooting for. It's no. actually finding joy in the process to get to what we're shooting for. Awesome. And I think now we're starting to cross over into what could be another whole episode. Sure. And, and look, we, we want to come back to profanity. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so we're going to talk about swearing at some point. But yeah. I think... I want an excuse to swear. Yeah, (laughs) you swear and Shane will tell you what's wrong about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go through the list of words Uh, that I know. (laughs) But I'm just thinking we're about to sort of swing into this sacred Mm. object kind of thought, Mm. and I think that would be pretty worth pursuing if you're happy to do that. So I reckon we might just uh, wrap it up there. And folks, I hope you've been blessed. Levi, do you want to just take us out? Oh, I would just give us a bit of a summary. Give us an encouragement. A summary. I would say just strap in because this is just the beginning um yeah let's use our breath well let's wake up every day um just prepared to make the most of it to pursue after what god's calling us to what gives us joy um what makes the world i suppose a better place and while you're doing that find some joy in hitting that subscribe button get ready let's go Hey everyone, this is Brendels. Hope you enjoyed that podcast. If you did enjoy it, feel free to name drop us on your MySpace or throw us into your Discords. We have a hot episode coming out next week, but if you need to kill some time between them, feel free to grab a coffee, overthrow the institution, and just live your best life. Thanks again, and have a good week. That's it. That's how you do a podcast outro. (laughs) 